You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. I haven't got to do that for a while. Yeah. 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 And it's hard been to do. watching this steaming cup of joe. Yeah. Well, I've been on FaceTime with you, and yeah. I, have not, I have not lusted after it once. Wow. Well, yep. it's hard to do when your partner in the in the FaceTime camera is laughing his head off as you <laughs> try to slurp that coffee. I had him rolling, had him going. <laughs> I almost didn't push record. Almost. <laughs> as so. I as I did not press record to begin yeah. with Wednesday, but at least I yeah. caught it after 20 seconds. But Yeah. I will tell you that while you're speaking at some point, I'm going to get up and get my charging cord because I just got the low battery <laughs> mode thing. So, <laughs> so when you start go- rambling, I'll be leaving the picture. Finally, Don't worry. Finally, uninterrupted. Because I, I know how wow. those Canadians are. They love interrupting oh. Ohioans. Oh, we're rude. <laughs> Are you done speaking, Mr. Wolven? Are you done now? Can I can I, I am please? finished. You may now go. Oh, sorry. Sorry for interrupting. Sorry for being so rude. Over. <laughs> Roger, Dan. <laughs> All right. Time management tips is where we're at today. What are some things that you can do in a pretty lengthy conversation for like a minute and a half or two so I can go get a cord? What could you give to people? Time management. Okay. All right. So one of the first things is, oh, oh by the way, I was going to ask you. Yes. Hello? Yes. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Hello? I'm back. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm here. All right. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> All right. So, no, never mind. Okay, so bye. anyway... What I was thinking of is that, oh, wait, I wanted to ask you something. Okay, go ahead. Hello? 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 Boy, Alstone is such an idiot. I can't stand this guy. I, I can hear you. Sick. Go ahead. I can't, can't stand looking at him. Go, oh, go ahead. Goodness. I can hear you. So, what a rotten book. I'm back. What do you and want? And in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> Thanks for coming out today. Great having you. <laughs> so the first point of time management is don't do what i did exactly Exactly. you you have to have some way to record your thoughts all the time Uh, my wife texts herself and i said how in the world do you send text to yourself she said she added herself in her context under me. And so she will text herself. She'll be on on her phone and text herself under me. And so whatever works for you, you need, you know, I still like lists, writing lists down, but I have audio notes in my on my phone. So mm-hmm. y- you need 
to have something to record the thoughts, the impressions that you get, because sometimes they're there and then they are gone. So write them down whenever you have it. That's that's the first thing that somehow record it. Press mm-hmm. record on your phone. Text yourself. Send emails like you did. Write it on a piece of paper. But something somehow have something with you most the, of the time. Right. I would say that you need to be in message writing mode all the time. Um, when you're sitting in a church service and the preacher's preaching and he says something that maybe gives a thought to a, some, you know, something completely different, you need to write it down. You need to be looking at that. If you do have some spare time, your wife and kids go away. You should be in writing message mode. And you say, well, when do I get to relax? When you get the message done. And yeah, so there you go. That's, that's exactly right. That is, yeah. And you can't be looking at, well, I, I didn't get to golf this week. No, you're a preacher of the word of God. And the most important thing you've got is the writing of the message. So yeah, kiss your, kiss your free time. Goodbye, because you're not going to have very much for a while as you get older. And as things get a little easier, you will have that time. And then I think that you need to keep notes from other preachers. Uh, a guy preaches a great message. Our pastor used to say, you you use his skeleton and you put his own meat you put your own meat on it to make it your own message and so you have the basic thought which we have said is sometimes the hardest thing um you know get that thought together but once you get that then you work around that so those guys can help you by giving you some some great thoughts you can read great messages of past you can go to preachers meetings and hear great messages there's nothing wrong with using another man's outline or another man's thoughts as long as you make them your own don't you just plagiarize another man's message and i've had a couple guys of late ask me can i have your outline from a message you did and the one guy, it was a young man, he goes, man, could I, could I have that message? And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll give it to you, but you are not allowed to use it until I tell you that you can, because I want to preach it. I want to continue to preach yes. it. It's a great message. And I don't want to go to a meeting and think, I'm going to preach this message, and somebody say, oh, yeah, we just had a kid do that you know, two weeks ago. And so I've asked him, would you just wait? And I said, when I die, it's all yours. But I said, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna preach that another year or so, and then it's all yours. But if you want to use it and put it in the box and keep it for future reference, and as an assistant pastor, man, every week you should be writing a message, whether you're preaching or not. Start making a file of messages Amen. you can preach when it's your time. Amen. So, Amen. That's my two cents yeah, worth right so now. Go ahead, give us. Some I more. have always had a sermon ready, sometimes two. You know, right. well, more than that, but at least two sermons ready every Sunday because if the pastor gets a flat tire, the pastor gets sick, you know, gets in a car wreck, whatever it may be, somebody in his family has an accident or, you know, has, has some kind of a serious issue and so he's got to go to the hospital. I always wanted to have something ready and I'm thankful my son does the same thing and and he is he is always ready he's always prepared there was one time he had half an half an hour notice uh, on his way to church one sunday morning not too long ago and i mean that was it uh, because i was sick and i thought no i'm getting better and and i sure didn't i wound up half an hour before church up chucking and so you know it's like i can't make it now and i sort of gave him gave him a heads up you know, hey, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna try to make it, but be 
be ready and have something ready. So when you touched on that, the idea of there are many men, we know they do it. We know they do it because they say that they do it. They just go on the Internet and find somebody's sermon and preach it. Or AI. Or AI now. Oh, well, yes, yes. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, the issue is if you use a message because it has burned in your heart, I have sat under other people's preaching and I've said, wow, our people need to hear this. Our people need this truth. This is something I've overlooked. And I'm going to take that that main idea and I'm going to work it and sometimes maybe use the same points, maybe alter them a little bit, but I'm going to work through it, but I'm going to work through it as the Lord works in me mm-hmm. and make that message my own, even though I didn't come up with it. Uh, right. You know, that happens probably, I don't know, 8% of the time, 5% of the time. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, we live in a society now. These guys that find these sermons online and they just preach them word for word. Yeah. Man, you live in electronic age and people will find you out. Yes, and when they, they will. find you out, they will not respect what you're doing. Right, right. Your, your people want something from God. They don't want it from, you know, Joel Osteen. They want something from God. Yeah. And you and they deserve that. And and you're you're being supplied by the church the time and the finance to be able to do that. Don't don't misuse that. This is what I would do. This is how I started out. And again, this is as a full-time, well, I guess it wasn't really full-time. I was working a couple days a week, so I was somewhat bivocational. But here's mm-hmm. what I would do. I would take the first couple hours in the morning, usually between 8 and 10. I would um, return calls. I would answer mail. I would send emails. I would map out things for the church. And then I would try to take three hours, maybe four hours of intense study. And in that time, I would try to study on Monday for Wednesday. And I would try to get that done for Wednesday. Then on Tuesday, I would do the same thing. And I would work on Sunday morning. Then on Wednesday, I would work on my PM message. And then on Thursday and Friday, I would go back and I would fine tune those messages to make sure that they were what I wanted for Sunday. Um, so that's how I would do it. It didn't always work out that way, but that was the schedule that I had, and I tried to keep to that, and it worked very, very well. And that still gives you, you know, if you do that, that's six hours. You still have two hours in the day to do other things that need to be done, and that still gets you home at a decent time to spend time with your family. You may have other activities at night, and I would include your families in that as much as you can so you do have that time. But here's what I find today. A lot of guys say, I don't have any time, but I find out that they're going to Walmart to pick up stuff for their wife or they're pick, you know, they're watching their kids so their wife can get their nails done or whatever. And that time is time that you ought to be using for the study of the word of God. Not that's to me is, is not right. And, and I may have a hundred or a thousand women upset with me, but if your husband's called to preach, let him study the word of God and he will help you as he can. Well, yeah, we live in a we live in a society now where you are at home a lot more since COVID, and it's not seen as an offensive or a lazy thing. 
And so it, unless you have some exorbitant amount of character, you better figure you're going to get sidetracked. Man, I love playing with my kids. I love now playing with my grandkids. I mean, I it, there are things that I enjoy. There are lots of guys who stay up late playing video games who are in the ministry. Yeah. And then they wake up late or they're, you know, drowsy or not really, they're lethargic throughout the day and they're not thinking clearly uh, because they found time to do that and yet right. there's they're not finding time to, to do the priority. You have to make it your priority. It, mm-hmm. If you're going to preach, it has to be your priority. It is a calling of God. It's not a job. It's not a vocation. It's not a career. It's a calling from God with a heavy burden, and the hand of our, our Lord is heavy upon us many times. And so your priority is to walk with God, spend time with God, and then to study and mm-hmm. and have something from God that you're able to stand up with confidence saying, thus saith the Lord. Right. Do you take Mondays off? Um. I do sort of. Um, right. Monday is a day off, but because of uh, doing Awake America, I sort of use that Tuesday day off, uh, Tuesday off day, you know, so I know it's coming. So Monday I do a little bit of more organizing, right. uh, catch, catch up from emails over the weekend, organizing, getting in preparation for some political things that may be coming up. Monday is an organizing day for me, but I'm up early and I'm almost always up early. And so I Mm -hmm. generally have two to three hours of the day where I'm fresh. And I I mean, I wake up, if I didn't have a bad night, I wake up ready to go. And Mm -hmm. so I'm fresh and wide awake. And that that early morning hours are usually the most productive hours that I have. Some people are night people. Then when the kids go to bed at 10, then stay up from 10 to 1 and get some of that stuff done. You know, and of course, if they're little, they're going to go to bed at 8. But, uh, you know, use that evening hours, late hours after you've spent time with the family and you've talked with the wife and, and, you know, you've lived a human being's existence in the evening. Then if you're a night owl, then stay up and get some of that stuff done at night whenever nobody else is going to be around to distract you. The key is not to be distracted. Turn your phone off. Put your phone upside down. You know, whatever it is, because Twitter or well, not Twitter anymore, but X yeah. will pop up or and you're you're going to be curious and you have to sort of lock yourself mentally yeah. in this place of saying this is the time. Yeah. Lord, please meet with me on this time because God doesn't go by our schedule. Right. Take yourself off social media. To be done with social media. You will save hour after hour of time most yeah. people most not all but most people will will waste time and they'll say well you know I, I was just sitting down and listen when you're busy you don't have time to sit down sometimes successful business people my brother-in-law is a very very successful businessman he worked in a jewish law firm and i said why are jews always so rich he says they don't wear a watch they don't have a clock <laughs> 
They just work. Mm. They work to get their work done. And and we don't sometimes. And that sounds very harsh and mean, but that's the way it was. When I was pastoring, I didn't have a full day off. I worked every day. I, Saturday afternoon, I had off. Saturday morning, we had bus visitation. So we went from vi- in, on visitation from about 9 till about 11, and then I had the rest of the day off. That was my family time. That was the time. Mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon was family time. Yeah. And Sunday evening after the service was family time. And then through the week, it, it was an hour or so or maybe a couple hours uh, Monday to Friday, putting the kids to bed, giving a bath, and Ruthie put them to bed, or you know, playing in the living room. But there weren't, a, there was, you know, a few nights. But and then as the church grows, oh my goodness, there's even more to do. So you've mm-hmm. got to really schedule, and you've got to live by that schedule, or it will swallow you up. And if you don't tell people, hey, you know, no, I can't. I'm sorry. Um, hey, you want to play basketball? No, I'm sorry, I can't. Or I can come for 30 minutes. That's all I can do. Well, we're playing for two hours. I can give you 30 minutes. You, you got to do some of that stuff. And the, you've got to ask yourself, what's the most important things in my life? Number one, family. You don't want to neglect them. And most Amen. of us, you never neglected your family. And my family would tell you I didn't neglect them either. When they're smaller, you can take less. As they get older and you start being more organized in your study, then you can take more time with your kids when they really need it. And your wife has to be a loving, considerate, understanding woman who says, you know what, for right now, I'm going to spend a lot of time with our kids, and I'm not going to have all the help that I need, but my husband has got to give our folks the Word of God. That's just the way it is. Okay, that jogged my memory here, but I wanted to say, make sure you live by a schedule. Your schedule has to be your boss. Yeah. If you're the kind of person who can't make yourself do stuff, you're going to be terrible at this. Uh, but your schedule has to be your boss. So you, you touch on something I wanted to make mention. I remember Bob Folger telling me, because I was concerned about my kids and spending time with them. And, and of course, you know, different pastors would say, you know, that uh, they didn't spend enough time with their kids. And, and so Bob Folger, we were on a trip together and uh, I was talking about that. He said, he said, let me tell you. He said, I drove a truck and spent a lot of hours at the church. And he said, my kids did not see me very much. And I wasn't around my kids very much. But my kids knew I was working and I was serving the Lord and I wasn't goofing off. He said... He said that was so important that he said he said to tell you the truth there's a lot of times that we say we're busy but we're goofing off you know right. we're we're out with pastors and went golfing on maybe a two or three day golf trip and then when we come back we don't have time for the family because we now right. we've given this up and we got to do this and so he said I, I was gone a lot from home and he said there were times that that I had to make sure that I took my son with me on a trip because we were yep. distancing. And he said, but but my kids knew if I wasn't home, it wasn't because I was goofing off, it's right. because I was working. And he said, and, and I think that that's a real strong aspect. So there, there has to be a way that our wives need to understand, and I'm thankful that mine and, and of course, yes. yours Amen. always have, where they understand 
my husband has been called of God. And that call of God is a sacrifice on him, and now it's a sacrifice on me. And so when as much as we can, we're going to spend time together. Just make sure you're not out goofing all off and you're not ignoring your wife and ignoring your kids because the little time you do have, you're wasting it with other people right. that don't matter. Right. Right. Yeah. And every bit of time that you have with your family should be quality time. And thank the Lord. I had a wife who would say, hey, Nate needs you to throw the ball in the backyard with him tonight. Yeah. No problem. And if there was a sacrifice to be made, it wasn't Nate. It was me. I I would stay up later. I would get yes. up early because yeah. I'm spending that time. Hey, your girls need a daddy date night. Okay. And I'd take those girls out and I'd spend the time. And I didn't say, well, come on, hurry up, girls. Daddy's got to get home. He's got to study. He's got to study. I didn't, I didn't put the guilt trip on them. Right. Um, right. I, I said, hey, you know, I, this is your time. And there were times when I got up to preach and I would say to my folks, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't get the time I really wanted to put into this this morning. I'm sorry. I just It was just one of those weeks, but I want to give you something in the Word of God. And a lot of times my people say, that was one of the best messages you ever preached. They, they understood and they knew that God had had to give me something. And I think a lot of guys don't start with a deep-seated prayer life. We've talked about that many times. You've got to be begging God for a message, Amen. begging God to, for the Amen. Holy Spirit to move. Then, then you've got to, you know... You've got to be in tune with your people. You got to know what they need. You need to be current, and you need to you need to be in the scriptures. You know, begging God for those passages that will help you. And that's I think today we think well, it's just a mechanical thing. You just sit down, you open a book, you oh, click on the computer, and away you go. And you know, here, Bing Bang Bong, I got a message, and that's good. No, no, no. I'd rather come up short on Sunday morning with something from my heart that God has given to me that I'm begging God to use while I'm Amen. preaching. Than to say, oh yeah, I got, it. I had the, I had the message, you know, done and in the book Monday, and I just goofed off the rest of the week. No way, no way. Yep, yeah, I'm. As this airs, I will have preached yesterday, Lord willing, at a preacher's meeting. I was scheduled mm-hmm. to preach at last year, and I was so excited about the sermon that I had. <laughs> I was so excited. And I couldn't wait, and I injured my back and was not even able to get out of bed. And I just felt terrible because, man, did I have a sermon. And so I sort of set it aside and said, Lord, whenever whenever I get another opportunity, and so Lord willing, as you hear this on Wednesday, yesterday I preached it, and I hope it wasn't a year stale. But, man, I, I've been looking forward to really preach that thing. So yeah. hope yeah. it went well as much as it burned in my heart like I wanted it to. Right, right, exactly. I will say this. I, I sympathize and I empathize with those of you who think, man, I just don't have enough hours in the day. I have felt that many times. I empathize and sympathize with you guys that think, man, I, I could have done so much more, but I just Amen. didn't have the time. I get Amen. that. But I'll tell you this. I'd rather have you out soul winning. I'd rather have you out you know, trying to build a church than sitting in your office studying for 40 hours a week while your church goes without those other things that they need and your family. So God bless you. Those who are working bivocationally, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for that. Thank you for being willing to do that. And to your wives, God bless you, dear ladies, that help and understand in that time. We love and appreciate you for that. I'm Al Stone. I'm in St. Thomas. I have 
being on both sides of this where I've had ample time and not enough time. And both times you want to beg God and you want a movement from God to help you. And I'm praying that for you guys today. And for those ladies who are helping you, I'm praying that God gives you the grace to help in that time. Amen. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. And I say amen and amen to everything that Brother Stone had said. And as as this airs, this is Friday, not Wednesday. So I'm looking down at my notes the wrong way. But uh, thank you so much for your kind attention and for all that you do in promoting this and telling this podcast to other people and encouraging them to listen. We hope it's a blessing to them as well. Hey, I got to share this story before we go. Ruthie and I decided to go to a church here uh, in the area on Sunday in Sarnia at Graceway Baptist Church, Pastor Bruce Cook. And um, we just thought, you know, we haven't been there for a while. We have some friends down there, some former church members down there. Let's just go down and give it a report of what the Lord's doing. We haven't given one for a while. And we walk in. The pastor goes, hey, there's a brand new couple here today. And I said, oh, that's great. I said, how did you come to know about the church? He said, we got a John and Romans in our mailbox five years ago. And we wanted to come and check out the church finally. So that was awesome. And the church there, uh, normally when I go, will give us a love offering, a thousand or two thousand dollars. They don't support us on a regular basis, but the pastor said, whenever you come by, we'll have a check for you. And so I went by and he said, Pastor, we've had such a great year. Our missions tripled this year. And he said, instead of giving you two thousand, we want to give you five thousand dollars towards the matching offering. So that took us up to uh, right around the two hundred thousand dollar mark of the two hundred fifty thousand we need. So that's phenomenal. So great, great, great day Sunday. So praise the Lord for that. This is Tim Tox. We'll be back with you on Monday. We look forward to it. And uh, I I hope and pray that, that you're using this time right now to prepare for what God's got for you on Sunday. And uh, I would say that listening to Tim Talks is never, ever a waste of time. Here, you get so much to help you. <laughs> I'd never pass it by. This is the Tim Talks. <laughs> Have a great weekend day. We'll talk to you on Monday. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.